Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hello again, and welcome to episode 13 of Home is Where Homework is. I'm Liz Puglisi. I'm here with my wonderful friend, Amber Teasley, and we have a lot to go over for you tonight. We are quite behind due to the holidays and some unforeseen circumstances um, with travel and work and scheduling and life, and that's just how it is. Hopefully 12 is up by now, as there have been a few scheduling glitches, but we have two weeks to catch up on there have been there was nine movies over thanksgiving weekend alone um i was lucky enough to be able to catch eight of them because i have no life unlike um amber um, who has a husband a full-time job i do work people um and a child um and i got lucky because most of them were like on like one after the other and a few did dvr plus we have the week before to catch up on so amber um has a few to catch up on which is absolutely a-okay because i got very lucky so we're gonna catch up with each other and then we're going to get started on this long list of movies. Long, 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 long list. It's it's the nine that they had that threw us off. If it was four, we would have been fine. Nine and I'm going to correct myself. I kept telling you nine. It was not nine. It was oh, eight. Nine. It was eight. It oh. was eight. So All I right. was wrong. You it's were right. It's still a lot. It's still a lot in one week. And like, it's it started on Thanksgiving. And yeah, and then there was, yeah, there was a lot of double features and, and everything. And I don't even know which ones. Since I I feel like I'm shouting, so I'm going to change my tone level. Excuse me. Since I was already behind going into Thanksgiving weekend. Thanksgiving, rather. Excuse me. I don't even know which ones aired what weekend. Well, <laughs> so. I do have that. Okay, good. And, and I'm sure, as you know, Forgive us, audience. But as Liz knows, I am a preparer, and I always have a list. 
I did not even make a list. I have no info on the movies we're previewing. I literally watched the uh, videos, the previews, and that was it. (laughs) This is going to be a very interesting episode. Yeah, it'll be fun. We'll pull it up. We'll talk about it. I mean... Amber's usually the one who's like, okay, here's our list. Da, 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 da. <laughs> da, 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 da. This is as put together as it is because of Amber. And I do have a ton of stuff I have to put up on our um, Instagram. I was having some Instagram issues. We both have some pretty cool um, Hallmark merch to put up. And I'm going to ask people to share their Hallmark merch with us. Not that anybody actually ever does what I ask. <laughs> so how was your Thanksgiving? It was great. I had a good time. Uh, spend it with the family, help nice. mom, got the all our stuff uh, cooked, and we had a really really good time. And everybody really had a good time, and um, I had, did get to relax a little bit. That's probably why <laughs> I didn't get everything done because I did relax a little bit. Um, hey, everybody needs to relax. You yes. are very very busy all week. You have a very busy job. And we all know Jason, who I am now contractually obligated to tell you once a week that you're so lucky to have, but whatever. Because um, he agreed to do I want to know how he, how, he, how he pulled that one off. So in our, so I met Jason through um, wrestling, obviously, our wrestling fandom. And I run a couple of wrestling groups. And I need a new moderator, a new person to uh, keep track of like this one game that we do. And I posted, well, I could call it a game, but um, this is one thing that we do, I should say. And uh, I posted, like, you know, we need help and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what's the salary? And I said to him, my undying friendship, he's like, I already have that, even though you like my wife better than me now. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'll tell Amber twice a month that you're so lucky. She's so lucky to have you. He's like, only twice a month. I was like, fine, every week. He's like, deal. And does not surprise me. That does not surprise me. Yeah, so that's that's Jason. But yeah, so it was funny. And um it was cute because like I was I was texting him about stuff I wanted to send you and he was texting me like about your Christmas presents and then you told me what you were getting for him. So I went back to him like now I know what you're getting for Christmas. He's like, You son of a bitch. <laughs> I know he gets so mad because it's like He's got two of us now to go between. He doesn't realize this. He's like, I hate surprises. Like, 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 not like I'm actually going to tell you. Like, you wouldn't want me to tell her. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, it was pretty. And I've got a few things I've been gathering for my lovely Liz. Um, Because, you know, I'm from West Virginia. If you've listened to the podcast, you realize that. <laughs> Liz is from New York. She's a she's a New York girl. Mm-hmm. So I, being from West Virginia, and if anybody knows West Virginians, we're very proud. <laughs> if, you've ever talked, if you've ever watched anything with Jennifer Garner on, you realize that we're very proud of being from West Virginia. So everything that I have gathered for you that I'm going to be sending next week is from West Virginia. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to love it. I love getting stuff that's like geared towards like a particular place. Yes. I love that. I love that. I always be like, like send me a postcard. I want a postcard with like, you know, wherever. <laughs> so everything <laughs> that I am sending to you is either bought, made, mm-hmm. or 
uh, made. Yeah, pretty much made or bought here. You can only get it here. The only other thing left was left was stolen. But yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, where'd you go? Re- I'm, I'm, good with, I'm good with regifting. I don't care if it was yours and you're sending it to me. I love that. I don't care. That's a-okay with me. But I'm like, is she going to say stolen? I don't, think she no. to, I don't think she wants to put that on here. No, don't put that on there. Don't. Yeah. yeah, I was down in, um, well, down for me, down in Maryland at my sister's for Thanksgiving. It was nice. It was quiet. It, it was quiet. She did most of the cooking. I made a few things. Um, and it, it was nice. We played, um, I taught them how to play this game, um, Rummy Kebab. It's a fun game. It's a, it's a like kind of like, it has pieces almost like um, dominoes, but they have numbers on them and, and stuff. And it's kind of like, it's almost like poker, like in a in a um, in a uh, a tile form kind of. It's fun. It's it's, it's a cute game. I like it. So yeah, you have to check it out. I think you and Jason would like it because you can play it with two people. So I th- I think the two of you would um, enjoy it. Um. So let's see. Okay, I had this one thing. We have to talk about our love, the love of our lives. Yes. Yes, um, so you can just, you know, we'll get to his tweet from today in a minute because we were both laughing about that. But I actually saw in an article, I was, well, first, this I found this in an article about, in a lot of the movies that we'll be discussing in a few minutes, there have been cameos popping up. Tyler Hines made a cameo in an Andrew Walker movie. Andrew Walker made a cameo in a Tyler Hines movie. Paul Campbell was in The Kittens, right? Yes, The Nine and Kittens Al- of Christmas. He had a little cameo. And Allison Sweeney was in um, uh, uh, Time, Time for Them for to Come them. Home for Christmas. Right, right, Come Home for Christmas. Such a long title. So, and there was a big article about that, but people are loving it. I think it's so cute. So the difference between most of the cameos, the three guys cameos, the three guys, like you weren't really sure, or like it was kind of clear, like they weren't playing one of their previous characters. Allison Sweeney actually was playing a previous character, which was very, which is very cool. I've not watched those two movies yet. I have them recorded because I'm going to watch them. Right. Um, I, really I really, I really enjoyed that one. But um, yes. so the two things that I took away from this this article first, Andrew Walker and Tyler Hines are related through marriage. Andrew is married to Tyler's cousin, which I think is like kind of cool. So like they have like a very close relationship, um, which kind of, which I think is how the cameos came about. So I'm interested to see as we go along who else is going to show up in a cameo and how they're going to like if they're going to tie in more of their movies, like even in little ways, I think that's super cute. But the best thing, well, not the best thing, but the other thing that I got from this article was, it says, somebody tweeted this. Um, oh, sorry, my dog is acting crazy again. Uh, excuse me. I think this was tweeted by Sleepy Kitty Poor. Um, I think, I'm not sure. Um, it says, this way I screen capped it. It says, so the very busy... Very busy Paul Campbell starred in the Santa Stakeout, which we loved. Yes. Made a cameo in the Nine Kittens of Christmas, which I've watched this movie two and a half times and I still haven't seen this cameo. So I must blink and it, it's gone. Um, I can tell you exactly wrote, when it is. Bruno, sorry. He wrote an unexpected Christmas and co wrote Christmas at Castle Hawk. The man's amazing. Yeah, amazing. I mean, he's like the jack of all trades. 
He really is. He's so fabulous. It's it's practically disgusting. You know, he's. I mean, the man's so gotta talented. have a flaw, but I haven't seen it yet. I forgive him for any minor flaw. I mean, yeah, like there's could there's be no nothing. Way there's no flaw. If some other woman sees it a flaw on her. Because I mean, be. he just he just does everything, and he's funny, and he's pretty, and he's pretty, and he's mm-hmm. sweet. And then, you know, he's a good actor and he can write stuff and probably directs and produces. I probably I don't I haven't seen anything yet, but I'm sure he probably has. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I mean he's just I mean he can so give I, anybody a run for their money. I was watching at my sister's Christmas, um they were showing Christmas by Starlight, which yes. is of course one of my all time absolutely favorites, and of course it's Paul Campbell and Kimberly Sustard. And my sister, like, kind of, like, made, like, this offhand comment, like, oh, like, he doesn't seem like a hallmark hunk. You know, like, well, she didn't use hunk. She wouldn't use that term because she's not, like, into the hallmark lingo. Although I did get her started watching Signed, Sealed, and Delivered, which I'm happy about. But I was like, we do not blaspheme the name of Paul Campbell. And she just looked at me and walked away. (laughs) She just looked at me and walked away like she couldn't deal with me. She needs to listen to our podcast. Yeah, she really, she... (laughs) She really does. Sorry, one second, Bruno. I was only out for an hour. Calm down. My dog gets very bad anxiety, so I apologize. We keep talking to my dog. But now that tweet he sent out today. Well, it's so super hilarious. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, let me see if I can pull it up. Because both me and you commented on it, of course. Right. And he said, it's frustrating that some ladies in this waiting room are chatting about their multiple dislikes of Hallmark movies, and now I have to stand up in front of the entire room and explain loudly to everyone why they're wrong. And our wonderful Liz says, let's see if I can find her comment. You said, they have obviously never seen your movies. No one can resist them. Amber, Teasley, and I talk about them daily and our love for you go set them straight and then I tweeted well Avi they have not they don't watch too many if you if they don't recognize you so they definitely don't know what they're talking about you go set them straight because me and Liz both have said that if Paul Campbell was sitting in a waiting room we would know who he was (laughs) right we'd be like oh my god I so I've met I've been in the presence of well-known people. Um, I mean, some, a lot of times it was in the context of my job when I was working at Mount Sinai. So, of course, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, you know. But as my boyfriend can attest, I tend to get very, like, tongue-tied. Even at 45 years old, I get, to, like, very, get, I get like, very tongue-tied. But case in point, a couple of years ago at Comic-Con, 2021, 2020, 2019 Comic-Con, I was like... So excited because Jinder Mahal was going to be there. I saw it randomly. I bought like this $45 book encyclopedia I really didn't want just so I could have the man sign it. Um, and I was on the line. I was like complete like silently internal fangirl squealing. And when I got and my friend Mike was supposed to meet me there so like he could do my talking. Even though my boyfriend was there, he was like well, busy doing other stuff. And Gregory, that my friend, that best friend that I was with, he couldn't have cared less. My yeah. friend Mike my friend Mike, who's very into fitness and followed Jinder, not because he was a wrestling fan, 
what because he was into the fitness and he followed um a lot of different like fitness people that gendered in and whatever and he's like yeah he's like i want to talk to him about whatever i'm like oh that's great because blah, blah blah he was late so i had to like go up by myself and i'm like oh you know thank you it's so nice to meet you and he was out injured at the time and like i'm like trying to like force myself to speak and he's probably looking at me like oh she's another like crazy person not like crazy person but like you know silly yeah and they, they take your picture and i'm like oh thank you he's like no look at it make sure it's okay I'm like no, no i'm sure it's fine he's like no look at it i'm like no it's okay like i couldn't i couldn't i mean like the man touched my back i was like oh my i was like you know whatever like i couldn't i can't i just like struggle to speak to people i get like so stupid like you, you can't shut me up most days right and like but put me in the presence of someone like that and i'm like i can't put a string two sentences together because i get like very embarrassed you know, and actually part of it is because I have fat girl complex. I'm like, oh my God, that's going to seem like this fat, stupid person fawning all over them, you know? So, and Christopher will tell you straight out, my boyfriend, he's like, yeah, I usually have to do my talking. It's pathetic because she's like in her forties. Yeah, you I know, the so same thing. I, 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 I see, couldn't. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, I just mean, I, I'm, I think we're the same person. Just, just so you know, I know I'm the same exact said. way. Like I can't, I couldn't. Right, I only and ever you have met... Jason, like I have Christopher, so it balances. Yeah. <laughs> really, I, yeah. I was like, I'm trying to make sure that I be more assertive about mm-hmm. things because I'm like one of those people that will go to a restaurant and order food and then they'll bring me the wrong something and I will not stand up for You'll myself. Eat it. No, I'll I will. I have it. to say that. I will. I'll just, I, I will. I'll be like, yeah, no, this, I don't like this. And it's so funny because Christopher, Christ- Christopher will be like, oh, it's fine. I'm like, no, it's not fine. I don't mess with my food. See, I'm just a fat, I'm like a real, real, real fat person. So don't mess with my food. But so I I had said to you, like, I'd be like, oh my God, it's Paul Campbell. I don't know if I'd actually be like that, but I would be like giddy. But like, we would know man, who he was. And I should have put me standing up there talking about bad Hallmark movies. The man would know that I knew who he was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, oh my God, it's Paul Campbell. I'd be like, you know, and if you and I were in that same, if the two of us were in the same room with those two women and Paul Campbell, we would be talking about how great the movies were <laughs> and name dropping him like he wasn't sitting there. I know, I know, I know. I, just, I mean, I'm pretty sure at this point that, I mean, I know you were like a huge Tyler Haynes fan and I was like a Chad Michael Murray fan. No, he's not been on that many. And, you know, I like my Victor Webster and I like my Ryan Pavey. Pavey. Mm-hmm. But I, my love for Paul Campbell has grown since we have started this podcast. Yeah. Because we're really, I've always enjoyed his movies. I've always enjoyed how, like we said, like he's the guy, you know, next door. Like, oh, you know, we can meet a person like this and have this story, you know. Whereas some of the other ones, it's like they're, they're like your what media and life has told you. And this isn't saying that Paul Campbell isn't extremely handsome and extremely sexy. He is, you know, to us, you but know, he's relatable. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I, you know, and his characters always have like this little bit of like snarky, sarcastic tendencies, which I love. I find extremely attractive. You know, uh, my, my sister Lister and I joke all the time, the smarmier, the better. If you're the <laughs> villain, I'll root for you. You know, but that's how I am. But it the is. anti-hero, I am, I fall yeah. for the anti-hero every yeah, his, time. His characters are relatable. They yeah. are. They're so relatable. And I think as we're paying more and more attention to them and whatnot, so that we can be able to discuss them and sound like we know a little bit of something, 
um, we just realize how really good they are. And as we find out, he wrote this and he did this. It's just so talented and it makes sense of like, and not knocking anybody else, makes sense why it seems like he is the person he's playing. I never think he's acting. No. No. I mean, there are, and and I love, I love all of the actresses and actresses in Hallmark. There's not really any that I don't particularly, I mean, there's a couple I don't really like that well, but I like mm-hmm. them all. But, but you can definitely tell that most of them are acting. As much as I love Lacey, I love Lacey. She's beautiful. She's a good actress. But you know she's playing a part. Mm -hmm. Paul just seems like he's going in there and he's just playing himself. And I don't know if that's just his good writing or, you know. I think think, um, his... The one I think Kimberly Sustard is is one of the women that's like that. Like you kind of feel like she is her um her character. You know, like you it's know, not so much as acting. It's like Bethany Joy Lentz. She played an unexpected Christmas. Mm-hmm. She's played in a couple of them. Five Star Christmas. She was Haley in Party of Five. If you've noticed, she's the la- the last two or three movies I've watched her in that she's been in in Hallmark. She she very much plays the same type of quirky, funny character, and she almost has that Paul Campbell effect. Right. She, it does not seem like she's playing a character. She seems like she's playing herself. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. All right. Paul Campbell love fest aside, I don't think there's any other real um Hallmark news out there. Do you can you think of anything that was out there? Um there was one little article um okay. which I mean this kind of play along with what cuz I'm sure we're probably going to go into unexpected christmas now because we've been talking about Paul Campbell so much and he did write it. Mm-hmm. Um there was a small article on advocate about um I'm not really a huge fan of the word queer but that's the name of the title of the article it's the queer elements of hallmark's unexpected christmas and it's an article about the sister in the movie um and she's a lesbian and i felt like they played her character very well this is just a short article if you have a chance to to look at it it's a very good article it talks about how um hallmark has increased their you know diversity in the past couple years and Paul Campbell's they talked about Paul Campbell being you know being the writer of the script and everything um but it just it says that you know the whoever I can't remember his name the guy that's the executive over Hallmark right now I can't remember their name oh I can't remember his name either at the moment. Ice Francis and he was talking about how they're developing the characters um so they're really just wrote like to just average people they're not making it like a big thing right. they're just there right and, it's you know, just... and i love that that's what makes me like love the the stories and everything is that these are just characters they're just wrote very well into the story it's not you know right so he he wrote unexpected paul wrote unexpected christmas with tyler right yes and his the sister in that was a lesbian, correct? Yes. She the, um the titles, all the titles in my head are jumbling together. And then 
it's 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 and that's a wonderful um I don't want to say trademark, but he has a very nice way of what you were saying, just it's there. It's not like, oh hey, I'm over here, jazz hands, it's just the person. You know, right. like that's how life is, you know. They write because, real people. Because he wrote Christmas by Starlight as well, right? Mm-hmm. I believe. Yes. I think so. Right? I think so. And the character of Lyle or Kyle Lyle? Was it Lyle or Kyle? I forget. In the Christmas as well, who was his character's assistant was gay. And it was just like, and you knew by a couple little like whatever. Um, but he's, he was the best character. He was one of the best characters in there. You know, like, um, and it, you kind of like, hmm, I think Lyle might be, and not in a bad way. And then his husband or boyfriend, I forget what it was, you know, was there. I was like, oh, you know, and just there. And that's how life is. You know, All I'm right. going to walk down the street, you know, and poof. Okay. It's just, it's just how it is. And I like that. It's not like, so like, like I have to read that article. Like, oh, hey, over here. Yes. It's called, um, it's on the advent.com. In the arts and entertainment section, it's the queer elements of Hallmark's and unexpected Christmas. It's a whole article about everything and the um, from them and a couple of things from Paul and stuff. But I mean, this is a really good read, and I felt like it was a really good. Um, it was just a really good. They've got some quotes from Bethany Joy Lance and uh, some from Tyler, some from Paul other things but it's a really good read you should read it but i really really liked it definitely gonna read i'll screen cap it and put the link on our instagram as well okay you want to start with an unexpected christmas to wrap up our little pull of this yes yes okay so hold on let me get to my tab so an unexpected christmas was tyler hines of course um excuse me and um bethany joy lentz who were both excellent and you just raved well you just spoke very well about um bethany and her attributes as a um actress so the synopsis is jamie haynes hines rather hasn't told his family that he and his now ex-girlfriend emily broke up after an inopportune emily with um, inopportune run-in with emily at the train station in his hometown jamie convinces her to pretend they're still a couple to avoid ruining Christmas for his family. Jamie and Emily struggle in a week-long use ruse oh, what's wrong with me? of engaging in his family's holiday activities together. While they're stuck in his family's home together, the pair discovers their relationship might still have some potential, resulting in a very unexpected Christmas. Your thoughts? By far my favorite out of this entire last two weeks of movies that I have watched. Um, I, when I first watched it, did not realize that Paul Campbell had wrote it. Or if I had realized it, I probably would have understood why I liked it so much. Right. I felt like both Tyler and Bethany's characters were wrote so funny. And they are both very, it was just the quirkiness of the awkwardness, you know. Right. It was funny when it needed to be funny. It was serious when it needed to be serious. Um, I loved his family. He, Tyler was a little bit of a jerk. <laughs> he was. He really was. And that was and part I of it. don't feel like they show that. He, I don't feel like he plays that character very often. So it mm-hmm. made me like it even more. Because it's nice to see him kind of do something different. Um. 
but I just absolutely loved it. Um, the awkwardness of her getting off the, you know, getting out of the train and, uh, you know, the sister walking right up to her and going, oh, I didn't think you could come. And mm-hmm. the whole time. <laughs> he I just love- didn't bother to tell anybody. <laughs> I know. I loved that. How do I say this? I love the acting and all the acting just felt very natural. The conversations were realistic. They were poignant and, um, but they were um, realistic, you know, it wasn't, there was no, I mean, there was drama, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like these, you know, sometimes in our beloved movies, it's very like, but I can't, you know what I mean? It's like very dramatic. Um, These were just, natural flow you felt them you felt these conversations i did you know anyway um and jamie's sister sees through the charade right and pulls I I, when her. she pulled him i loved her when she pulled him into her she shed i died she i died cracked me up the entire time it, 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 it so killed me and then um and when she blackmails him in exchange for them performing in the Christmas recital, absolutely loved it. I mean, I think it was one of the most well-balanced sibling relationships we've seen in um, a Hallmark movie. A lot of times there's like, oh, she's the favorite, or he's this, or blah, 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 or there's like, you know, there's always usually like some type of whatever. And he was very flawed. Jamie was very flawed. But I kind of liked that it was him And he was very open about it in his own kind of twisted way that he felt he wasn't, he didn't want to hold her back. Right. You know, we've seen that before, but this time it felt honest. Like, not just like a plot device. Yeah, like her career wasn't going off. the writing and the acting, yeah. Right. And, you know, he's working, and obviously his job, his, his, I guess I don't know enough about political stuff or whatever, but I didn't understand the the thing about somebody. I knew that people paid people to write speeches. I know that's a thing, but I didn't right. know like it was very lucrative. <laughs> like I don't think it's. Oh yeah, yeah, or do yeah. Do you no. like sign up with a campaign and you write all the speeches for no, the? No, no. It, yeah, it can be big. It can be big business. Yeah, I only know that from reading. I don't know anything about speech writing, but I know that like from reading, like. Um, books, like not uh, obviously books, but like fiction books, not like fiction books. books. About, yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, I just and you could very show that she was very way more successful than he was. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then um, Becca even got a little romance there at the end with Jamie's boss. Oh yes, I love which it. I like. I love yes. But I just loved her in the in the boy, um, the, oh, the so son, her son, and he reminded me so much of the little boy on the on a million little things. Um, mm-hmm. I just loved him to death. I just I really thought he was he's really cute. Um, there's really not anything I didn't like about this movie. No, I I really enjoyed it. It's definitely I'm torn between this and another as being my favorite right but you didn't see this and um uh, what's it making merry bright is that what it's called no making Making spirits bright making spirits bright i'm confusing it 
we need to we need different titles you know just call the movie one two three four five six seven eight nine ten you know because the the net because i've watched so many in older ones too the the titles are jumbled in my in my little brain um it's tied between this one and that one for my favorite you haven't seen that one yet so i'm not going to say too much about yeah. it even though i don't spoilers don't bother about you but i like similar things about them they were realistic you had there you had in this one there was no great the, the great mis, the great misunderstanding in this one is that they weren't really together but they still loved each other he broke up with her because he was an ass and so you know it does go back to the nobody talks to nobody communicates nobody communicates and there was you know there was he was lying about the governor and she called him on his bullshit which i loved she she, she Emily called him on his bullshit, like, at one point. Um, but, of course, he went after her and everything. Of course, they got together. But in this one, the family is very... They're a little pushy, sure. They're a little laid back. There was one or two things, if I think about it, like, I'm, like, a little confused. Like, they knew her, but she's, like... But there's, like, one or two lines, which I'm not even going to worry about. I'm not going to get into it. Where I'm, like, wait, like, did she never meet them before? Like, I was a little confused. She had met uh, them, but I don't mm-hmm. think that the, she'd ever spent Christmas. Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's, that's the gist that, that I got from it. That's that's. I wasn't sure because I was like a little thrown off. But in this one, even and, the little and, boy called her Aunt Emily. Right. That's why it threw me off because she's like, "Oh, you make like." I'm like, "Wait, wait." Like, I was a little, I was a little confused about that one. So this one, um, loved it, loved it, loved it. Well, I've watched it like twice more. I've watched it about three times, but and um. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Making spirits bright, what they have in common is um, the acting. The acting in Unexpected Christmas, like I know nothing about acting, was a little bit better, you know, for me. But making spirits bright, it was like... The two leads, the romantic leads, they were old friends, whatever, um, and family, you know, arguments, whatever. But it was natural. It was like they didn't like they weren't just outwardly nasty to each other. They realized how stupid the whole situation was. You know, it was like a realistic 
relationship. Like, you know, people who were close friends and then drifted apart. It was no like, oh, I can't be in his presence because I'm still manly. You know what I mean? Like we get in a lot of them or whatever. Um, and things like that. And it was like, it was really cute. It was really cute. Um, I so and these these two for me were very much a lot of the stuff that we love about home walk movies, right? Yeah. They made you know, they made you feel like warm inside and like happy for everybody and that type of thing. So what would you give an unexpected Christmas? Oh, I would give it a ten. Absolutely. If I mean it was a if anything, it was maybe a nine before I realized that Paul Campbell wrote it, but but it's a ten. And there's mm-hmm. only two things that I want to say about the, that I have left to really say is yeah. for one thing, I love you, Hallmark, but honestly, there's no way that they had never slept in the bed together. So them not sleeping yes. in the same room is just not. <laughs> I was going to say that earlier. This is not and I'm like, hold on. Up, up. Come on. Sorry. I have to talk to my dog again. I'm so sorry, people. Um, I'm so sorry, Amber's parents who probably people that listen to us. Um, but my dog is a little crazy. I was thinking that too. I was like, okay, come on, you could at least like hint at it, like with whatever, because I, I have to go back and look and see how they did things on like Cedar Cove and whatever. I'm pretty sure there were like some hints about it or whatever. Like we're all adults here, like realistically. Yeah. Like, because in this one, though, I got the impression, like, they were doing it just because they were doing it like that just because they were with his family. I don't know. It's just, like, the impression. I don't know. Maybe it was just a mood I was in. She's like, I'm not going to sleep on the the pull-out sofa. Mm -hmm. And, like, second of all, I'm trying to figure out why, like, which whatever it is. But my husband, if we were not sleeping in the same bed, which I don't understand why whenever, but he would sleep on the pull-out sofa and I would sleep in the bedroom. So I got really confused about her saying she was going to sleep on the pull-out couch because he had a bedroom. So I was like, most men would say, okay, I'll sleep on the pull-out. You can have to, which he did do. But, you know, she was so adamant she wasn't going to sleep on that pull-out couch. I was thinking they were both sleeping on the pull-out couch. Yeah, it was, it was really weird. That was a little, that was a little weird. Um, I'll totally give it a ten because I really did enjoy it, and I've actually, when it's been on again, I'm like, oh, let me watch this because I think maybe I'm, you know, I, I miss I missed something or, um, and, or whatever. And the last thing was the hilariousness of the his boss following mm-hmm. him to the airport towards the end, the sister and the boss and the family following him to the airport, and you know. The sister's running in and the boss is running in and she looks at her and she goes, what are you doing here? She's like, you think I'm going to miss this? Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. It's so, and that's what it is. It was very much rom-com, you know, yeah. where a lot of times in home walk now we get rom drama. Yeah. You know? Okay. Which one you want to do next? You pick. Uh, let's do the nine kittens of Christmas because, um, well, we're going to extend the love of, Paul Campbell for just a little bit because he what did do a cameo because I'm gonna tell you where he did the cameo. Okay, good. Um, As I go back and watch. Let me so let me just say this before you give us the synopsis. I wanted this to be my favorite, and I'm kind of sad it wasn't. Yes, I loved it. It was really I loved good. It. Loved it. it was okay. Really good. But yeah, I agree. Um, it's cat uh, lovers Zachary and Marley are thrown together back together in at Christmas when they've tasked with finding homes for a litter of adorable kittens. Um 
this was a spinoff or a second movie to was it the Nine Lives of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay, where you see Zachary and Marley meet each other and fall in love. And I was really, 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 really upset when she turned around and kissed that guy at the beginning of the movie because I was really mad. <laughs> right. Um. But uh, uh, oh, well, I, oh, oops, sorry, sorry. Sorry about that. I hit something on my phone, so we got random um music. I, I I was upstairs and my sister's. There was a TV in my bedroom up there. And I'm like watching it. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I literally was like, what the fuck? I was really angry as to why <laughs> they like I was if like, you were gonna I like, do I was like, the nine kids up make him an ass? You know, we, we need yeah. to hurry up and make him an ass so they can break up because this is just wrong. This is so wrong. I mean, like, you know, she was starts out with her in Miami with her, I, I don't, was her fiance or was it just boyfriend? Just boyfriend. They were, not, just boyfriend. they were not engaged. Yeah. And I guess at the end of the last movie, they were very, you know, Zachary and Marley were very much, you know, it's pretty much they were getting, they were together. Mm-hmm. And then we start out this movie, and he's not with anybody, and she's with this random guy we've never seen before. And Twitter was not having it. <laughs> Twitter was lit. Twitter's like, Twitter basically part of my language, like, oh, fuck no. No, no. <laughs> he has to go. Let him die in a fiery crypt. They weren't going that far. No offense to the actor. You're wonderful. I hope they give you your own movie to make up for the hate that your character got simply for existing. But <laughs> So my big so yeah so she ends up going home right yeah she she ends up going home and he's supposed to we've seen this before she goes home he's supposed to come and meet her but there's so much going on and he can't blah 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 and you can tell right away that they're not on the same wavelength which obviously we knew she wasn't going to be but you can tell right away that they're not on the same wavelength and and whatnot and so he goes she goes home and of course they run into each other. And like you said, he she's dating someone he hasn't. And it's, you know, they have a lot of the same like cuteness that they had in the first one. But I feel yes. like there were some inconsistencies in this movie. Like, where did this second house come from that her parents had? Because she was like struggling with everything in the first movie. Why didn't she just sell it in the first yeah, movie? Yeah, I didn't understand that. And then, you know, I mean, yeah. then you've got, um, I I was struggling because I just felt like they should have been together. It should have been like a wedding movie, Christmas wedding movie. I, I could have seen they better and twins were like, now you're going to give us the third one, right? I mean, did you? I read that, and I'm not sure if this is correct, but I read that Ambrose was the same. Everybody in the cast came back, and obviously they added to the cast, right? Right. But all the original people came back from the cast. But I was reading even the cat was the same. Oh, Ambrose. that's cool. Ambrose is the same, and then that her cat, Queen, died. And yes. I, but I think that cat died in real life too, which is why they did that. Like they didn't even recast the cat. I heard, read that on Twitter. I'm not like 100 percent sure. I'd have to like double check that. But if that's true, it's like super, super sweet. So of course, like, and then he was like so panicked about all these cats. I'm like, oh my god, 
like for last. Well, how cute were they though? They All those kittens us. in the little box, and they kept yeah. jumping out. <laughs> yeah, and they were in the tree and and everything, and yeah. of course, excuse me, the fire chief. Um, the fire chief retires. He takes the position, and of course, the boyfriend like shows up. And of course, mm-hmm. the misunderstanding is he thinks that they're, you know, getting back together. No, um, I mean, he didn't know about him. She never talked about him because they broke up pretty much as soon as she got home. As soon as she got there. Oh, that's right. She so never told never, them about that. Yeah, she that's never right. told him about him because, you know, right. she they had broke up. And then I guess during everything going on, she never told the little girl. Right. Which I really feel weird calling her a little girl because she's a little bit older. Right. She's about the niece. She never yeah. she never told her niece who ended up getting two cats. Yeah. Um and all, the, and all the cats were named after that the reindeer. was rooting for the entire time. But how freaking cute. Okay. How freaking cute was the last one? She's like, Oh, could you come check out this, you know, blah blah. Oh, it's a couple. And like, you yes. know, you knew, but it, I thought that was like really well done. And I love the fact that he didn't just say, Let's get back together, he proposed. Yeah, yes. Twitter was tearing that ring apart, but I thought that for a bit of an older quote quote couple, that ring was stunning. Yeah. <laughs> I would not be. Yes. Oh. Yes, I totally agree. Um my engagement ring was a sapphire. Um oh, nice. on my first one. He bought me a set when we got married, but my first one was a blue sapphire. Mm-hmm. So I'm totally non traditional with, with uh Yeah, I, I thought it was a stunning ring and I thought it fit the character and I thought it fit Kimberly as well yeah. it was a very, very cute movie and I definitely want to watch it again I would definitely it'll definitely be one of my favorite you know my favorites I think they were still so adorable together I just think that there was a couple of inconsistencies from the first movie that like it took me out of it for um a little bit and they were so they were together for like a couple of years and then she went to like Miami and whatever I think it might have fit me, and this is just strictly for me. This is a commercial for Sorry. It just strictly for me is that if they had done it where, um, obviously, you had to have the, the, um, the years have passed, but I think if they had done it where, like, they had a long-distance relationship, you know what I mean? Right. Well, what I, got, to- what I got from it was, they were together for several years. He never proposed. Right. So he she couldn't thought, commit. yeah, moving to Miami is going to, you know, make him realize. And then I guess he just never realized. And, well, I think I, kind of, I think I kind of said that when we were talking about it, that because I had just rewatched it when we previewed the first one, when we previewed it, where he was, you know, in the, in the original, he was like, oh, um, he kind of was worried about like settling down and, and different, you know, different things. So, like we had to do like with his past and whatnot. So I think that's kind of like where they were going um, with right. it. And I, and I understand that it's just that maybe too, everybody had like such high hopes and like, I loved it. I loved both of them. I want a third one. I want to see the wedding. Yeah. You know, maybe they can do like dogs the next time because the whole town has cats by now. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a so, very a very cat. Um, yeah, <laughs> it can be a very um very furry kitty town. Yeah, something point. something that's a Christmas. Uh, yeah, the nine, you know, the nine 
What was the name of the first one? The nine nine lives of nine Christmas. lives of Christmas. The nine kittens of Christmas. So it'll have to be nine days to the Christmas wedding. I like that one. You didn't have That's it. Whole so what would you give it? I'd give it an eight. I, I would agree with you on that one. That's a good, that's a good rating. Yeah. yeah I would agree. Oh. Okay, you pick the next one. Um, I thought I picked the Nine Kittens of Christmas. Okay. But... So, all right, I'll pick them. How about, <laughs> I'm going to pick one of, um, I feel the best actor of them all, probably because of the relationship the two leads had and the chemistry between them, A Kiss Before Christmas. Yes, I like that one. So, nice guy Ethan casually wishes his life had taken a different course, which we've seen, and we've seen a couple of times this year already. He wakes up the next day to find nothing is the same. He's not married to his wife, Joyce. He doesn't have two teenage kids, and he's the CEO of his company. If he wants to reclaim his original life and the family he loves, he must convince Joyce he's telling the truth and win her over. He only has until Christmas Day. Obviously, we've seen this before. We've seen this in some variation already this year. Mm-hmm. I really like this one. Um, I, as I've said before, I like when it's a more mature couple. I don't want to say old because they're not that old. I'm like the nineties, you know, um, yeah. a more established a more mature couple, the teenage children, because people do have midlife crises. I mean, you can have a crisis at any, any age, but you know, it's semi, it's semi realistic. You know, right? Um, that this person might be at this stage in in their life. I mean, things can happen in every life. I'm not knocking that. Don't come at me if anybody listens to us. Um, but because of the history the two of these have, obviously, it's um, um, uh, Terry Hatcher and James Denton and Mary Lou Henner actually had a great part in it as well. So obviously, their history from um, Desperate Housewives and, and whatnot, they are stellar together. And I just thought that the storyline was so well done, a little bit different than usual. Because usually it's the woman, right? Yes. Whose life is is life is different. And when he has like these flashes of remembering, like the joy that he shows, like, oh my God, like I, you know, I remembered this. And when he convinces her that he's not crazy and like blah blah blah, they were married, you know, before. Yeah. I just thought I just thought that was so like so endearing and and um um, well done, but and then like, you know he has to figure out the true meaning of Christmas, uh, or lose the whole full memory of his previous life. That was like like his facial expressions just took me. Yeah, I, lo- I loved. Um, I like this movie. Um, the one thing that kind of took me out, which I realized that you know they didn't probably want to hire different actors to play these characters um younger but the filters they used on the characters to make them look younger for that first scene was mm-hmm. really bad <laughs> yeah and i i did love too that um again they have um used adoption yes i loved that i love that how sad was it when he shows up at the um youth oh, center I- and they're there, but they've got other parents. My heart broke. Right? His facial expressions, his eyes. I mean, his eyes just like drew you in and you felt it. That's you know, I did. I, I was I was so moved by his performance. 
and he helped yeah. save the youth center. I mean, she thinks he's crazy, but she says she'll help him if he helps save save the youth center. Yeah, but then at the end when she he forgets, like she goes, your daughter, and he goes, I don't have a daughter. And she pulls him into that hallway, and she's like talking to him, you have a daughter, we were married, this is what you, you know, her trying to bring him back. Right. Um, it's, getting, it's getting so close to the time. That was yes. amazing. I loved that. It was kind of, um, there was this movie back in the day where Robin Williams was in, and I cannot remember the name of it, but. He goes to hell to bring his wife back to heaven with him. And um, it's kind of the same thing. He's trying to remind her of who she is. Um, because in the movie, hell was not knowing, you know, right. you're just crazy. You didn't know who you were. And um, it's kind of the same thing. So I kind of got the same, like, um, same vibe. Yes. From yeah, that part. It was, it was, it was a beautiful moment. It was a beautiful moment. And how about when um, he goes back and um, I mean, he realized nothing matters more than his own family. So he goes back to his real life. Yes. He gets promoted. And when he encourages her to go to law school and she's like, how did you know that's what I wanted to do? I thought that was like, so, so super cute. And then he's supporting the son being baking or being a baker. Yes. It was just, it was just what I just thought it was really, really well done. Um, I would love to see them do more movies, not necessarily with the same characters, but I would love to see them in more. Yes, I definitely would too. I like the, the older aspects, but um, so mm. what would you rate it? I'm gonna give it a nine. I'm gonna go a little bit lower and say an eight. Um, okay. probably would go up a little bit if I watched it. Um, through again um maybe i didn't catch quite everything no um, I mean, but i liked it i mean i just i just like i said i just like it that i mean i act like i'm a 90 year old for christ's sakes but i just like that it was a little <laughs> bit you know um you know older i liked a little bit of twists on it and it was a little bit see, it, see for me i mean he was eager to you know figure things out and and whatever and he wasn't mean. He wasn't a mean person. That's why he didn't like his life or anything. For me, a lot of times when they do it, at least the last few that I've seen, like with the women, they're just like cranky. Yeah. You know? And they're like, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. I have this drop-dead gorgeous husband and there's two and a half children and there's like six-bedroom house and my life is miserable. You know? And they're just like so awful about it. You the know? Like, was funny. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, but he he show. was he just played it really well. I liked the character a lot, and I liked the little bit of differences. So that's why I gave it a nine. Okay, now it's your turn to pick. Uh, I'm gonna go with the very first one is the Nantucket Noel. Um, Nantucket Noel. It starred Trevor Donovan and Sarah Power, and it's during the Seaside Noel celebration. Christina learns of a developer who is planning to tear down the wharf that is her home to her toy store. Tensions rise as she falls for the developer's son, Andy. And uh, pretty much it starts to, she's got this um, this little toy store. And, uh, of course, you know, it's the whole building. You know, it was the wharf, which was like the um, pier, almost like. Mm. Um, and everything's starting to get to where it needs to be. 
tore down. And um, her, Trevor Donovan's character, Andy, comes in. Um, his father has now moved to the area to retire. And um, he has decided to make this wharf renovation his primary focus because it was his wife's favorite area in the town and um trevor's helping with the develop you know the plans and everything and uh, he brings his daughter with him which i think this is the first time we've ever seen trevor donovan play a father i believe so um i think he felt like he always played younger characters but um and then you've got the girl christine it's christina and of course she doesn't want to tear it down because you know her mother owned this store and she was pretty much raised in this store and um so you had him the father of andy you know wanting to tear the wharf down and rebuild it so he could honor his wife's wish you know her and then you've got the girl who owns the store that's on the wharf that's being going to be tore down um Mm -hmm. and she's fighting against him to honor her mother um, so you kind of have that different, and and you come to find out that the, the exact same person, like you know him and you know trying to do what he's trying to do, and her trying to save the toy store, and they're fighting against the same thing. They're both of them are the father and the you know Christina who played the girl were very very much alike. Mm-hmm. Um, they're same thing, and. You know, I did kind of feel like he was a little bit of a jerk. The father was. Um, Trevor Donovan's character, Andy, he was. I don't know. I liked him a lot. He was pretty nice. I don't, you know, he tried to handle it the best that he could. Um, but she was kind of oblivion to the oblivious <laughs> to the fact that the, the store was pretty much falling, you know, going to fall, you know, down around her if she didn't do something. Um, and I like that for once you see that new develop is not, not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> some things, some things yeah. sometimes I mean, are just too far gone. Yeah. There was a lot of, um, you've got mail. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, and then before that there was in the good old summertime with Judy Garland and Van Johnson. And then before that there was the shop around the corner um, so I always thought it was bo- ironic that the shop in You Got Mail was called the shop. Oh, it was done. The it was done deliberately. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was. It was done. It was done was deliberately. It? Okay. Yeah, it was done. I looked. I looked it up once. Um, I looked it up because I was curious, and um, and everything, and especially like with the mother owning. It, very, it was very You Got Mail, and um, with the mother owning the store, and obviously yeah. You have Got Mail, she owned a. Uh, a toy store right yes. um a books book oh yeah a bookstore book sorry but they they also i guess they sold a few toys but that's what i thought fox books fox books anyway it was one of my mom's favorite movies we watched it all the time but anyway so um i enjoyed it i thought it was at many parts though very slow paced i felt like you could skip big chunks of it and nothing happened yeah um Oscar tended to be like a little stereotypical for me. Um, and I just think the two leads, I enjoyed them, but I didn't really feel like any chemistry was between them. 
like I enjoyed the movie as a whole and I really liked the ending like where she didn't get her way by like throwing a fit you know right. um, Oscar realized maybe like he's a little out of touch with things and was like oh forget it these people don't know what they're doing let them suffer I'm retiring yeah. I like that because that's the vibe I got from him you know like a few people do what you just want I'm done um, I don't need your stinking money you know and um, I think there was for me it was like a little bit like couple of the characters were a little bit too written too you know stereotyped into their parts I enjoyed it overall um but it wasn't one of my one of my favorites I thought it was very slow paced in a lot of parts no yeah I agree with you um like I said like you said I don't feel like they really had any chemistry mm-hmm. um I think this was probably the last movie Trevor Donovan did for Hallmark yeah, and like if that's what they're giving him, I understand why. Yeah, so maybe that's why he left. But um, I thought the little girl was cute. I thought her part was pretty good. Um, this wasn't my least favorite one, though. I'm gonna give it a solid seven because I liked all the pieces. I just didn't like them together. Ah, uh, I'm gonna go a little bit lower. I would say a six, maybe even a five. Mm-hmm. I really just could not get into it. Um, right. So maybe that's why he left <laughs> Hallmark. Right. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Um, I'm going to go with a solid five. I, I mean, I, I didn't hate it. But, I mean, I felt like I watched it more because I had to watch it and not because I wanted to. Right. So we have three left, right, that we've all seen. Christmas CEO. We've all seen this, two of us. Me, you, and Bruno. Christmas CEO. There's four. I, what's the fourth one? Christmas CEO, Christmas at Castle Heart, and then Five More Minutes. Oh, Five, five More minutes. minutes. Yes, and that one was good. Okay, let let me get my anger out, and let's talk about Christmas CEO. You saw that one, right? Yes, 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 yes. Christmas yes. CEO. Let's talk about that one because I hate. Okay, so Nantucket Noel wasn't my. Um, it's it's like it's in the middle. I would watch it again. Um, I kind of feel like this is the reason I try to try to. I'm making this up as I go along, try you know. But like I, I kind of I've said this before though. Maybe not on here. But I think I said it just to um Stella. I said I kind of feel like they've been giving him like very like older ca- characters to portray. Not that that's a bad thing, but like stuff that's not necessarily in his wheelhouse. You know, mm-hmm. I like him. I don't think he's like one of their best, best actors. And again, I know nothing about actors. Trevor, if you ever listen to this, I do love you. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, so it wasn't my least favorite. My very least favorite, a movie I will never, ever, ever, ever watch again was Christmas CEO. Let me tell you why. Because it sucked. Okay, <laughs> it sucked. So it, it stars. It pretty bad. It was. It, it was. It stars Marisol Nichols, who I wasn't too familiar with, and Paul Green, Mister Paul Green. If you ever hear this, I love you. I love your stuff. I love you on When Calls the Heart, even though I cannot what tolerate that show anymore. I do absolutely love it. Okay, love many things you've been in. The part he played, the part they wrote, was the most narcissistic, toxic male character of any sort ever to be on Hallmark or really anything and I've watched some trashy shit and I watch internet I've watched stuff from all over the world. I watch Japanese, Korean, Indian, um 
African. I watch stuff from all over. I'm not saying that these people are toxic. I'm just saying I watch a wide, wide, wide variety of stuff. This is one of the worst characters I've ever seen in my life. So it's a small town company CEO, a small toy company CEO gets a once in a lifetime offer to merge with a mega toy company, but will need her estranged ex business partner's signature to seal the deal. Okay, we've seen crap like that too. Okay. Yeah. What he helps her discover will change both of their lives. We said we all knew they were going to get together. It's a whole Mark movie. And the, it starts way in the past. The movie's way in the past. We find out that they're kids. And they kind of develop this whole thing all over. And she goes by Chris, but her name is Christmas and blah, blah, blah. And that's why she always felt like she was going to destined to sell toys or whatever. So 22 years later, she's a non, she works nonstop, very successful. We've seen that a thousand times. Um, as Santa tells her to, you know, slow down and enjoy the season, a CEO of a mega rival toy company meets with her and wants her to be her successor when she retires. She's super excited. It's going to change the business. She's going to change the world. She needs this jackass to sign off on the papers, right? Because he's still <laughs> on the paperwork, right? You yeah. meet him. And at first you're like, okay, you get it. She was more she was more about the bottom line, wanting the company, blah, blah, blah. He makes it out to see, he makes it out where you're, you're, you're starting to think like she's just all about the money. She doesn't really care about the toys where he was like about the toys. No, he's a fucking asshole. Well, you know? For one thing, you have to make money. Right? You can't have a Absolutely. company and not make money. It does not yeah. matter. However, in most companies that survive have a couple, have a two people. One that worries about the product and one that worries about that's the bottom the line. That's the basis of every company, right? Yes, you but he had his vision. I don't, I didn't mean to talk over you. I know I'm super passionate about this one. <laughs> <laughs> he had his vision and that was it. It was all about the quality. It was about the toys and the love and this or whatever. And she, so, you know, they go back and forth and he, he says she'll help, he'll find the papers if she does like all this volunteering for the shit that he does, right? Great. He's a handsome man that does all this volunteering and crap like that. And her niece ends up having to stay with it for some convoluted reason just to have a teen in it, whatever. A very talented young girl, though. Loved her. Um, so, whatever. What the fuck ever. So, throughout the movie, he's very much, like, trying to change her. He doesn't like one damn thing about her. He likes the old version of her. He never wants... She tells him straight out, no, I think the toys are important, of course, blah, 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 but... She, he never wants to hear her point on everything. He contradicts everything she says. It's constantly like, oh, you lost your Christmas spirit. Da, 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 da. You know, she says one thing to her niece. He counter, you know, contradicts it, you know, whatever. And then she basically tells him for different reasons that I won't get into. Then we were talking about kind of like stuff. And we were talking about like grooming and, and whatnot, how people are manipulative. And this man... This character, not Paul Green, the actor, of course not, but this character personifies all of it. She flat out tells him in this movie, they actually, somebody wrote the lines of her telling him, you love a version of me. You don't love me. You love a version of me that I don't know I could be. And then this bitch tosses it all the way for him. What the fuck? Who wrote this movie? I love when Riz goes on her man. <laughs> Everybody on Twitter was like, "What the fuck are we watching?" And it's and it's the and it's the truth. It was the worst. Whole, and like the whole, he was so horrible. horrier than that. It was horrible. I mean, yeah, he goes and 
he decorates such. He belittles her at every friggin' turn. This gets a one from me. A one. And it only gets a one because I love the niece, and I do actually love, I don't know her in terms of Hallmark movie or anything, but she was on Riverdale, and I did really yes. enjoy her character on Riverdale. And I love Paul Green, I do. But this character was the worst character I've seen in, like, and I watch, I love, you know, stupid movies. You know, I can't. I'm done with saying it. You can now say whatever I ranted. Anything you want about this movie, I hated it. I will never even watch a clip of it again. <laughs> Take a breath. <laughs> Breathless. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. It was a shitty movie. It was not great at all. <laughs> I, I had to get all my anger at life out of something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is funny. <laughs> oh, this is like, this is, is like the Harlem movie all over <laughs> No, the Harlem movie was a masterpiece compared to this. <laughs> A masterpiece. And your major problem with the Harlem movie was because it was recorded in Connecticut. Right. Yes. Yes. No. Otherwise, I'd rather enjoy that one. It's just that I, I hated that they did that. I hate how they act about New York and how the fact that, like, oh, it's the, the fair's tomorrow, but like, here's a permit. It doesn't work that way here, but whatever. <laughs> I had said my piece on I said my piece about that. I mean, so, I agree with you. I mean the the best thing about the movie was the the was the niece. Mm-hmm. And I mean I don't know. Like I don't know what they were trying to do. I don't know. I mean I know they always want you to like, I don't know who greenlit this movie, but they need to be fine. <laughs> Paul Campbell definitely did not write this movie. Oh my god, what the hell going to do with this movie? I have to Google it. If it shows up, he did. I don't know what I'd say, but I, it wouldn't change my opinion. I would, it wouldn't change my opinion. It was just a horrible movie. <laughs> what, would you, what would you give it? And I apologize for my insanity. Uh, I'm going to go with what you went with because I, I had trouble with it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I just, I mean, I didn't, you know, catch quite as much as the, but he was very condescending. Very condescending character. Um, it was his way. No way, you know. And I kind of felt like he was an asshole because he went, well, I will sign the papers, but you're going to do all this other stuff. She's been running this company for how long? And you're going to say, well, I'll give it back to you if, you know. It wasn't that balance we're used to seeing them get. You know what I mean? I don't know. It was just, like, like, it's not like he grew the company. She grew the company. He just walked out because he didn't like the way things were being done. Mm-hmm. And then expects, you know, her to do all this other stuff for her to sign the pa- for him to sign the paper. All right, we're done. <laughs> Christmas CEO sucked was the worst one this so far. I got that. So we're gonna move on. Do you wanna do one we like? 
<laughs> I love the last story. Okay, so what do we have left? One, we have Christmas at Castle Heart. Five more minutes. Five more minutes. So yeah. we have three. We have three left. Okay, yeah. to do. Um, and I'm very positive. I'm more positive about two of them than I am, am about one of them, but I really don't have anything that awful as I just went through to say about any of them. <laughs> well, let's no, go like to Christmas at Castle Heart, and I'll um, okay, I'll do that one because um, I really, really liked it. Um, of course, it starred Lazy, Lacy, Chabert. Lacey. Lacey, Lacey, the queen of Hallmark. We're, we're mm-hmm. on a first name basis, don't you know? <laughs> yeah, which, which, it was very sad to see here about how her um, sister just passed away. Yeah, it was very, very sad. We are sorry, Lacey. Um, but um, Christmas at Castle Heart, <clears throat> and it was about Brooke Bennett goes to Ireland for Christmas to search for her Irish roots. While there, she meets Aiden Hart, Earl of Glasgow, <clears throat> mistaken for an elite event player. And she was not mistaken. Her sister lied. <laughs> right. Right. I, 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 I'll just say this really real quick, though. I've noticed that sometimes the synopsis are a little bit off. I watched yeah. the movie. I'm like, wait a minute. That's not what they told me this <laughs> Mistaken for an elite event planner, she's hired to host the castle's epic Christmas party. First of all, I love this movie. Um, basically, it starts out, her and her sister are working for this event planner as waitresses, and they both get fired because the sister, once again, opens her big mouth. And <laughs> the sister was not doing anybody a favor. <laughs> sister was my favorite character. She's my favorite character, too, but she, her mouth just ran and <laughs> She kind of reminds me of myself. Like, you say things, you don't, like, just come out. But, um, so basically, they lose both their jobs. She's, Lacey's character, um, is recently divorced. Um, and they decide their father has left them a little bit of money. And they decided they're going to go to Ireland. Now, my question, only question I have is, they happen to pick the right town? Or did they know? What town he was from? That part I could get to ask you your opinion. No, they on. knew. They, they knew. knew. Okay. They knew. So they show up at this um, pub, and um, they meet uh, Aiden, who's the Earl. He has been away for a long time, traveling, doing architecture, while his sister has been taking care of the um, castle and the town and stuff like that. <clears throat> If, I don't know if any, I don't know, Liz, do you know anything about English, um, the way that stuff worked? It was kind of like different parts of the town. When you had a Duke or Duchess, you're pretty much, basically what you were is you would put up in this 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 house. Um, and you, it was your responsibility to take care of a certain amount of group of people around the land that you are in. Mm-hmm. So basically... She, you know, the sister was kind of left and she's been doing all this work um, in his name because right. he's the Earl. And um, so you could kind of feel her animosity there, which I don't blame her. I would too. 
But they meet him at the pub, and um, he decides he's going to give them a personal tour. They do not know that he is the Earl. Um, they right. go finally go to the castle, and um, they ask for him, and you know they come out and do say, you know, yes, I am the Earl, or whatever. They kind of happen. The sister kind of opens her mouth and says, "Well, you know, we're wedding, we're we're event planners," and the and you know the the Earl's sister goes, "Okay, well, I need somebody." <sighs> They were wanting to look at a website. So the Brooke sister opens her mouth and says, well, she's Margot, whoever. I can't remember the last name. And um, so basically what happens is the Earl and her start spending time together to plan the um, party. And you can kind of get hints here and there. You know, there's little things about her trying to keep from getting caught up in this lie. I really kind of felt like, as much as I loved her sister, I felt like she kind of left her out on the <laughs> yeah. on the wing out there a little bit. Because um, she kept wanting to tell him because she was falling in love with him. And the sister kept saying, no, 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 don't tell him. And I mean, I, I, I really loved this movie. I loved at the end that they found out that they were related to that, the lady who owned the um, pub. Um, that was their friend. Yeah, um, that was so cute that she was related to them. I like that. I like yeah, that a I lot. Thought that was little sweet little thing there towards the end. Um, her showing up. I'm saying um too much. Oh, what's, what's up with me? But uh, what did you think? So it wasn't okay. So out of the, out of the last three, it, it was my least favorite, but I really enjoyed it. That's not knocking it. Um, my first showing of it, and I feel like I said this a lot, my first showing of it, I tend to watch some of them like, I'm super tired. But my first showing of it, I was like, ugh. But my second viewing of it, viewing of it rather, I really enjoyed it. The sister was my favorite, right? I'm like, she's going to get them. I really think, you know, she's right. They're going to end up in jail. You know, um, we knew the cover was going to be like blown. There's like, like, no, we're not going to go to jail. Yes, you are. You're impersonating somebody. You can't impersonate people. I really like the fact that he was like, yeah, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, and we've seen that before, like, where people, like, do whatever and whatever, and some fraud is found out, and um, Town's like, yeah, that's okay. We love you anyway because you brought us all together. Um, I think that, I think it's too, because it was, like, they were, they were very laid back, you know, even they're all, and she helped bring, you know, a lot together. Like, I think he kind of, I kind of got it, like, a sense of, like, he knew something was fishy. You know, like yeah, he, he knew it wasn't quite right, but he knew it wasn't he knew it wasn't quite right, and I just didn't. So I just enjoyed that the fact that he was like, you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> He's like, it's fine. I don't. I've never really been into the like royal ones, like all the princes and whatever. Um, I I have forced myself to watch a few of them, and a couple of them weren't as as I thought they might be. I haven't really t- still haven't like you know enjoyed them for whatever reason. I real I, I enjoy it. I thought it was very lighthearted. I thought it was classic, you know, Lacey. Um, I loved the sister. Um, yes, I mean, well, we I know love, from love Harlequin Presents was, loving butt that was, I love my Harlequin Presents. So I am a softy for a royal. Yes, <clears throat> a royal storyline. I mean, I've read them. I just don't like how they're portrayed for some reason. Um, you know, Aiden and Brooke are, you know, cute together. I loved, I loved him. I thought he was a nice um, change from 
some of the standard hallmark fare we get, and that's not knocking him. That's a comp, you know, a compliment. We're used to seeing historic people, so I like when they change it up. Um, um, what is the what is the sister name? Uh, I can't remember what the sister. Let me look here. What's his name? Um, <laughs> Margot. Margot and the Duchess had some of the best scenes. I, I loved, loved it at the end there where the Duchess looked at her and looked at the boss that Margot character Which, and was like, if you all say anything, I'll make sure you don't work here anymore. Right. <laughs> she doesn't care if their professional event plan is that good people. Um, it was nice. And this was another one that falls into what I was saying earlier where it was kind of like standard fare, like a little bit more lighthearted than we've been getting a lot lately, I think. Yes. And it was it was very enjoy it was very um enjoyable. Is it my favorite Lacey movie? No, but I really did enjoy it. I think it flowed very nicely. I think um um I think at some points that maybe I felt like it jumped around a lot. Like it seems like they had nothing planned and then everything was planned. I'm like, did I miss yeah. some days like that? <laughs> Well, there was some things where she was like, um, they were trying to keep her from seeing that reporter. Right. Right. And then, um, I don't know, but my favorite part is, you know, of course, in classic Lacey style, she always has the dress. You know, she always steps out towards the end of the movie in the dress. <clears throat> and she looked absolutely gorgeous. That came into my PR idea for Hallmark, which I don't think anybody's going to take me up on it. But I just really thought it was a good idea. I think it would be cool. Tell us about it on here. Uh-huh. I think it would be cool mm-hmm. if, you know, every almost every movie she's in, she... Lacey has a pretty dress and she goes to a ball and Mm. I think it would be neat is if when next time they're filming one they put pictures of her in like four different dresses and say okay hey you as Hallmark fans pick which dress she's gonna wear for the movie right because you know it gives the fans a chance to have a, a you know like a Part, not yeah, really, were, but like I mean, a they, choice they, in making they, a movie. No, but they do, but they have like they have that thing where you can write an essay, become the number one fan, and either they like have a walk-on role or have a character named after you. You know, right. so this is this is this fits into that. It's another cute thing that they could do. You know, where the yeah. fans are involved. I also like the variation of having like fans submit sketches. Yeah. You know, and create um, it. You know, and they can like, oh, you do it. I'm sure they can have a dress made. You know, they they don't they could take a little bit more from their green screen budget. Well, that and you know they could sell the dress, like yeah, absolutely. and have a whole line of Hallmark movie dresses. Well, then they could take that dress and auction, have the actress. Yeah, they can make money. Uh, autograph it, and they could auction it off to charity or something. Because you know, here we they- are giving away these ideas for free. No, you know who did that? Um, why is her name escaping me? The lead actress in um, Science Field and Delivered. Hold on. I'll tell you her name right now. Because my brain sucks. I know that a replica of 
not even the for real dress, but a replica of Bella's dress in Breaking Dawn Part Two. Um, no, Breaking Dawn Part One. <clears throat> Kristen, Kristen Kristen Booth, who plays Shane McInerney on Signed, Sealed, yeah. and Delivered. In the last movie, the one that just aired a few weeks ago, she, her and Ol- Oliver got married, and she auctioned off the dress for charity. Oh, yeah, it'd be good for charity. Yeah, yeah it was, it's fabulous. And I think it made, a, it made a nice chunk, you know, made a nice chunk of change. So I would give this one a solid eight and a half. I would say an eight, yeah, definitely. Yeah, eight, 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 actually, yeah, an eight. Yeah, yes, an eight, yeah. definitely an eight. Definitely an eight. Okay, so Christmas, I call Holly hot. And now the last two were bits of tear jerkers. Um, we have five more minutes and time for them to come home for Christmas. Both were exceptionally well acted, in my opinion, and fabulously written. Yes. Um, the better of the slightly better of the two. Was probably five more minutes, but however I say that, time for them to come home for Christmas is is one of my top three. Oh, I loved it. <clears throat> I loved it. So let's start with five more minutes. So we have Nikki Deloach, fabulous Duchess of Hallmark, especially or the Duchess of Hallmark movies and mysteries, since she tends to be over there a bit more, I think. And David Hayden Jones, um. And it is inspired by Scott McKinney's song Five More Minutes, which I had never heard until this. Okay. okay let me Christmas. let me let me let me correct you. McCreary. I left out an R. It's Scotty McCreary. Yes. I know. I'm so sorry. My screen is a little <laughs> small. I read it as an N. Five more minutes. You're like, you got really, you got like me there for a second. You were like, bitch, no. <laughs> a woman's Christmas wish is answered. In unexpected ways, when her late grandfather's journal turns up and reveals an untold romance. So it flashes back with little Clara spending time with her grandfather um, about the benefits of candy canes. He was a baker. He owned a bakery. We see that a lot as well. No problem with that. Um, that I love to see nice baked goods. So we flash forward. She's an elementary school teacher and a former teacher of the year. Um, she has a co-worker, boyfriend, um, Blake, who exits out for dinner to propose. She sees the ring. She panics. She changes the subject. Like, whatever. Um, and she goes home to help her mother with the store. One thing I was a little confused about is, how, was her father his son? I was confused about how they were actually related. Okay. Um, I think- um, she, the mother tells you, but it's a very, very short spot. The mother's um, what confused me. The mother is the daughter-in-law of the grandfather. Okay, that's what I yes. thought. That's what I thought. Okay. And her husband died, so he kind of took his daughter-in-law and his granddaughter in to help t- to take care of them. Right. <clears throat> so she goes home, and again, she meets an old flame, but she's still technically seeing somebody. But we already know that she basically plans on breaking up to him with him so we already will slightly forgive the emotional cheating because she's not really invested in the guy we know that because she made it blatantly clear so she's missing her grandpa which many of us can relate to of course my grandpa was the best man you could ever meet in your life um i adore him um he's uh, he's obviously gone he would be like 100 years old but um 
you know, so she's trying to help her mother and she wants to give her mother a break. So she takes over. Oh, and she got let go from her position. That's very important. And so she starts hanging out with her old flame and everybody's like, ooh, but they're not pushy about it, which I like. No. You know, they're not pushy about it. And um, she finds a journal and this young guy comes into the store, which I called it. That was the grandfather, you know, the spirit. Yeah, I kind of got that right away. Yeah, everybody got that right away. You'd have to be like really, 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 really like um, not to get that. And um, so and he's cute. And he like guides them and makes like little suggestions and helps them organize stuff. And he finds this journal that turned out to be the grandfather's. And the grandfather apparently had this girl he was madly in love with before he joined the army and blah, 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 blah. And so you think they're in the and the guy, he's like totally invested in like he's military. Um, he's like reserved now. Logan. Yes. And um whatever they like rekindling their romance and i thought it was and he blake eventually comes to town she breaks it off with him she's totally into logan he's totally into her and then this is where it lost me and this is why it's did not beat out time for them to come home for christmas she tells him that she's in love with him he's in love with her but he's been called back to active duty right Right. And right after she's invited him to like come for Christmas and blah blah, blah she he can't come for Christmas now because he's like has to go back to active duty and she doesn't want to deal with that. What kind of bitch are you? You know, yeah, that's that was pretty crappy. That, that was my reaction in the moment. I shared it with you. I get it, not really, but I kinda get it, you know, blah blah blah. Then stuff happened and then she went to him when she realized and then she she saw old pictures and she realized that the the kid, the younger guy was her grandfather. It was a beautiful movie. I remember yeah. you did too. You said to me, and I love you, and I love my other friends for it. Um, that they'll say to me, because um, it was just eight months since my mom has um, been gone. So this week has been like a real hot mess for me. Um, so, like you know, and I appreciate that. Like it might make you sad, and I think knowing that, like going in, like I didn't like get overly emotional as I, you know, I, I thought I might. But I did. It really, it really pulled me in. Um, it was beautifully spaced out. I think like it flowed for me, like you know, really well. That she lost me. I'm like you, bitch. You know. <laughs> um, but they won me, you know, back over there. And her mother had a lovely little storyline as well. Yes. Um, finding romance um, again. Yeah, so I overall, that was nice. <clears throat> overall, it, it was definitely good. It was definitely one that I would watch again. How about you? Yes, I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked both the characters. Um, I got really confused at first because I thought he was the same guy that played in Taking the Reins with her. For some reason, I had that in my head. He kept reminding me of the guy she played in Taking the Reins with. Um, it was on Hallmark yes. Channel. Yes, that's <laughs> why I was confused too. I'm like, yeah. But it wasn't. It's a different guy, but I, I, it just... I kept thinking that, but um, it was very sweet. Um, I called the the grandfather, the younger version of grandfather, the grandfather. I'm so glad that they didn't make it to where he didn't get to talk to her. I like mm-hmm. that he did get to talk to um, the love that he mm-hmm. had. Um, but once again, it was a little bit of a replayed storyline. Her parents never gave her the letters, similar to... But you haven't watched it yet, so I won't um, ruin it for you. Um, but it's been played out a couple of times this year um, with the parents, you know, keeping something from the 
other love interest. Um, in Harmony, it was in Holland, Holland was a Christmas in Harmony. It was the father told the the gentleman that he was not good enough. Um, mm-hmm. You know, once again, the the parents interfering, and that's why. But you know, had he not, they would not have moved on. Um, right. But I mean, right. I liked it. I would watch again. I, I would give it a nine. I actually didn't see that about the the parents holding the letters back coming. Yeah, I just thought she was mad at them. You know, and it made sense because you hear about that a lot. Like people didn't like whatever they intercept. We've seen that a lot in like books and movies in real life. You know, because people does happen. But and how cute was it when they went door to door trying to find them? And I love that they had actually reconnected, right before mm-hmm. he passed in, yes. in a way before he passed away. I just thought that was so. Like there was no like um there was nothing left unattended. You know what I mean? Yes, he he did get to talk to her and everything and yeah. Um yeah, I mean I I would give it a a nine. I liked it a lot. Um the the actress. Um I liked her a lot. Um absolute easy nine. Yes. Okay. Give it to me. Last one. Time to come. <laughs> time for them, time to, come for them for to come home for Christmas. I'm gonna take the blame before Amber walks us through this one. I'm gonna take the blame for the we us keep messing up that title because Amber had to correct me. Amber had explained to me the difference in the three different damn titles that are similar. <laughs> I just realized, like, why do I correct you a lot? Like, because I'm dumb. No, I just feel like maybe I'm. I mean, I just need to be more. Loose about no, this. I need to no, I need to be corrected because I kept getting the mo- the title wrong, and I'm like, I feel like I, I said to you, I feel like I have the title wrong, and you're like, no, because this or one had a similar title, and you were like, no, there's three of them. I'm like, that's why I keep messing it up because <laughs> I recently watched the other, at least one of the uh, the one was with Lacey and one was with Allison, right? With the similar time for you yes. and time for us. Right? Yes. Time for you, time for us. I recently just watched them, and that's why the titles are in my head. (laughs) And I kept thinking I'm making these titles up because I don't. (laughs) Anyway, no, you need to correct me. I'll just, I'll just say this: I never think when you're correcting me, you're being like malicious or anything. I appreciate it because I know, like, I'm screwing this all up in my head. Yeah, I try, but (laughs) somebody's got to keep you in handle. (laughs) <laughs> I know, right? I know, I know. I definitely, definitely true. Okay, go ahead. Time for them to come home for Christmas. Um, during the holidays, a woman with amnesia catches a ride with her handsome nurse to investigate the only clue in her identity, a newspaper clipping for a Christmas festival with a cryptic invitation from executive producer Blake Shelton, which we all know he's country royalty. Um, <clears throat> Even I Basically... <laughs> This, uh, I can't remember what her name was. What was her name? It doesn't say her name. Jane and then Rebecca. It was Jane and then it was Rebecca. Okay, so you, it opens with her eating, um, eating at a cafe. They're talking about the storm coming. She leaves and she's walking, which I didn't really understand. Maybe she was, she had to have had a car or something. I don't know. I was really confused about that part. (laughs) But she's walking and there's a car that loses their thing and skids. She mm-hmm. moves, 
you know, of course, gets out, tries to get out of the way, and ends up falling in the creek. Right. And, uh, you know, they take her to the hospital, and um, I really liked the sheriff. I thought he was a really, really nice character. Uh, I liked the other nurses. Um, I liked the part that Brendan Penny played. But basically, she wakes up. She doesn't know who she is. They did not have anything because I guess she lost, she lost all of her. She lost her luggage. Um, they could not find it. Um, so they don't have any clues other than finally the sheriff goes back to the cafe and finds out that she did leave that little piece of newspaper that had a name on the back of it. And it said, please meet us here, Mark. Mm-hmm. And, um, she decides she's waited, you know, she's at the hospital for several weeks. Um, she's not getting her memory back. Nothing's coming back. And, uh, what's his name? Brandon Penny. Who's he play? Paul. Paul. And basically Paul decides he's going to go home for Christmas and he's going to drive. Um, but at home was in Georgia, wasn't it? And um, so she's going to hitch a ride with him because the only thing that they found was the piece of paper that said the tree lighting in Charlotte in Charleston. Right. So they they're traveling. Oh my gosh, my watch has decided it wants to talk. Um, of course they start. You kind of get the hint that they're starting to fall in love a little bit um but she starts seeing this guy named mark and she thinks it's her boyfriend or husband or something mm-hmm. i was praying that she, he was not and it turns out he was not mm-hmm. <laughs> that was upset about that um so she does go they the sheriff eventually does find uh her luggage of course there was a computer in it but it was completely trashed um, and a little girl's sweatshirt. So not only is she thinking she's got a husband or a boyfriend, but now she thinks she's got a daughter. Mm-hmm. And um, so they go down to the tree ceremony. She's standing there waiting, and Mark, turn, she turns around, and Mark goes, Rebecca, is that you? So, yes. of course, there's the great misunderstanding, because, of course, um, Brandon Penny's character thinks that she's been reunited. Right. She's, she's not been drinking. Been. So, what did you think? Because I hated the sister in this movie. Did not like her at all. Yeah, there was something... Uh, you know, sister aside, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, it, was, it was one of my favorites. I think I was very much this week in the mood for like a little bit more classic rom-coms like I've been saying and I think just fit fed into the bill they spent so much time in cafes talking yes there was a lot of cafes a lot of cafes I love I love the the um uh, the sheriff um he's popped up in a few of them he was actually in one the the mistletoe promise the mistletoe secret the one where they make a contract like to spend the, the holidays mis- it together. It was the mistletoe promise, and he played the jerky um, yes. ex-husband. And so it was nice to see him playing, you know, a nice guy and everything. I really, really enjoyed him. I liked his character. I loved to, I loved to see him pop up and stuff. But anyway, um, I really enjoyed this one. I think it was like they were very laid back. Neither one of them was 
you know, pushy. He didn't like push her to remember. He took everything in stride. You know, his, you know, he was very slow to open up, but he did. I didn't like her sister. I'm not even too sure what they argued about. Um, but that led to the, it was like probably something stupid. She was like very whatever. She's very forgettable. Um, the sister, no offense to the actress, it's just the way that, you know, she was written. My interpret, my, you know, interpretation of her. Um, overall, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I've watched it twice um, through. And I think it was very, like, it was calm. Like, there was, like, important things going on. Like, obviously, she remember who she was. There was some mystery to it, you know? Yes. But it wasn't, like, I'm not, this week I wasn't really into, like, this over-the-top, like, intense, like, stuff. I think it was very well acted. It's always great seeing Brendan and, you know, and stuff um, and everything like that. So I loved it. And he got more to do in this than he did in Chesapeake Shore. That's what I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was a plot, major plus. Um, it's one of my favorites. It's in my top three that, you know, top, yeah, top three, top four, you know, um, yeah, it was a very easy nine. It was absolutely a very, very easy nine, very well acted. And she's, I saw her in something else, um, that another movie that she made a few years ago. And I can't think of what it is offhand right now, because it was one of those ones that had a title, like everything else. And we, we we just established what they do to me. And she's barely aged in like six years or something like that. Well, like, she plays yeah, Cinderella in Once Upon a Time. Yes. Yes, I know her from that as well. But she's just so beautiful. And she's just like, she just has like this very, at least in this movie, movie they both had like very soothing presence about them. Yes. And they just took everything in stride, which I enjoyed. You know, like if they got upset, they stepped back. You know, and yeah. and everything, and I like that. It's a very solid, easy nine. Now the her sister was mad at her, and, she, and this is why I really felt like she was being just a really big jerk because she decided to quit her job because she wanted to be a writer, and she'd always wanted to be a writer, mm-hmm. and um, she had saved up enough money for six months worth of you know whatever. Um, and her sister was mad at her because she wanted to, she quit to be a writer. Um, first of all, it's none of her business. It's her sister. Whatever she wants to do, she can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just really, she's very bossy. Very bossy. Um, but yeah, she was in Once Upon a Time, but she was also in A Nashville Christmas Carol last year. 2020. I have to look up what it, what she was in. Yeah. She played on an episode. So she played in a couple of seasons of Chicago PD. Too. So. But yeah, I was that, a very easy nine. Yeah, that rounds them all out. We're at an hour and 36 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think we're not going to be able to do the previews we were wanting to do because. Yeah. I think we might try to knock an, uh, a quick one out, like a, a short one out before we, before we record about them. Um, yeah. Otherwise we'll get off on our tangents and it'll, it'll run um, longer and longer. There are some, um, uh, tonight is the, what is tonight? Tonight's the third? What is today's date? Tonight's the, the, third. the third. So the eight nights of Hanukkah, eight gifts of Hanukkah rather is premiering. 
and it's getting really, really rave reviews on Twitter. So I'm looking forward to um, watching that in a little while because I have it on DVR. I'm looking forward to a very merry bridesmaid because it has Emily Osmond in it. Um, yes, she I'm was. Looking forward to all four of these. She played Lily in um, Hannah Montana, but what I I liked her. She was in Young and Hungry. She's in another show now called Pretty Smart. Yeah. Um, they were all like CW shows. Yeah, um, the, must, the must the much anticipated Sister Swap um, is starting. Yes. This weekend with the Williams um, sisters, so I'm very much looking forward to that. And, and then on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Saturday, they have the uh, Our Christmas Journey, which has the first autistic character storyline yes. that uh, Hallmark yes. has ever done. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait to see them. Well, it's also like a little preview of them, but we'll go in more in-depth with them. We'll get something up and recorded um, and everything. So... As we zoom in on the, the two-hour mark, we're going to cut it off, cut ourselves off. Um, thank you for listening to me rant. Thank you for listening to Amber laugh at me rant. Um, and our Paul Campbell love fest. So this was episode 13. Hopefully 12 is up soon. But like I said, there's been some glitches um, with everything. But we much appreciate everybody listening in. This has been a very fun episode um, for me. I think it's one of my, one of my favorites. <laughs> and um, you can chat with me on Twitter or Instagram at LizzieP224 on both. My personal Instagram is LizzieP224. And we have an Instagram, which I have to give some attention to at home is where Hallmark is. And Amber is at Amber Teasley1 at both Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, so come say hi to us. Give us some ideas what you want us to talk about. Tell us what you think of the movies. And as we get into the holiday season, this is definitely officially upon us with the passing of Thanksgiving. Uh, We hope everybody is having a happy Hanukkah if you celebrate. Looking forward to Christmas, Kwanzaa, and everything else. And even if you don't celebrate, I hope you have a wonderful, wishing you a very wonderful um, December and winter season. And do remember our motto at thechairshot.com, Always use your head because it is a lot of partying that is going to be going on. Just try to be responsible and take care of yourself. I am Liz Puglisi with my darling and wonderful friend, Amber Teasley, and we will catch you very soon on episode 14, where I promise not to yell and curse so much. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.